Welcome to the Inside Aesthetics podcast. We host real conversations with real experts from around the world. Away from the filtered bubble of social media, our aim is to educate listeners and explore any topic in the cosmetic and wellness space. We also get a unique insight into the business minds of the entrepreneurs and pioneers who have helped shape our industry. This podcast and its related publications provide news and general information about procedures and products. You should seek professional medical advice and assessment before considering any treatment. Our guest today is Steve Sutcliffe, a world expert in plasma technology. Steve has a background in engineering and previously worked at British Aerospace on both civil and military aircraft. Steve later turned his attention to medical device design and he is now the sales director for Energist, a UK-based medical device manufacturer. Steve specialises in Neogen, a family of products used in the beauty, dermatology and surgical markets. Good afternoon, Steve. How are you? I'm great, Dave. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful sunny afternoon in Sydney on the podcast. Wasn't sunny last night. (laughs) Was it raining where you were? I've been to Sydney twice this year and it's never stopped raining on both occasions. So you brought Manchester with you? Yeah. I'm going to say that's your fault. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I brought it with me. So tell us what you're doing in Sydney. You're here for conference. So I'm here assisting Costec. Uh, in sales of a very exciting device called Nitrogen Plasma, a product called Neogen. Okay, so as is always the case for some reason, products seem to come to Australia quite late. I think it's the small population around the big island that does it and, and, the, and the cost of promoting a product in that, in that sort of area. Yeah. Now, it's been around many years. It's a proven technology. Um it's manufactured in the UK by a company called Energist. Um, it's the second version. The first version uh, was a bit more aggressive. This one is a little bit more kind and a bit more understanding to all skin types nowadays. Okay. Mm. And what were you doing at the Cosmeticon conference last week? You were talking about the device or? Yeah, I was a speaker. I was talking about nitrogen plasma and obviously Neogen. Uh-huh. And I was comparing that to other plasma devices. Yep. and saying some difference in differences to lasers, et cetera, as mm-hmm. well in terms of complications. And is this similar to the um, plasma arc technology that was out here ooh, four or five years ago? I know there was a, a clinic over in Chatswood that was experimenting with plasma arc technology. Do you know much about that well, one? Well, plasma or? arc, Yeah. so we, we, we didn't really want to jump onto arc straight away. But, <laughs> Sorry. But, but yeah, yeah. Arc, is the, <laughs> arc is more like the plasma pens. Yes. So, uh, you know, lots of people will be approached by representatives trying to sell them a plasma pen. Yeah. And we're going to come on to that. Yeah. Do you want to continue with that discussion now or do you want to talk Let, about Let's go into pens? more detail later, but you're essentially saying no, it's not the same. No, it's not the same thing at all. <laughs> right. Because that was the, the only thing I heard about it was for four or five years ago, and people were using it as like a, like, a, like a facial rejuvenation type of treatment. And it was um, kind of interesting. But then I never heard much more about it after that. It sort of seemed to sort of dwindle away and it wasn't a technology that people were talking about after that. Yeah. yeah. So, Steve, tell us how you got into the cosmetic industry and what's your role with Costec? Right. So, a bit of a long history, I suppose. So, I started off in aircraft. My manufacture of aircraft, design of aircraft, computers. Went into medical product in 2002. Started designing stuff for medical companies, starting with physio, um, other rehab, then spinal injury. 
and then I've eventually ended up in aesthetics. Right, great. And what was your background? I mean, you're not, you're not. Uh, are you medically trained, or what, what's your sort of background? I'm, a, I'm an engineer. Right, okay. I'm mechanical. an engineering background. Well, yeah, mechanical aircraft engineer. Right, okay. So, what drew you to aesthetics? There seems to be a natural progression. No matter what medical product you get into or medical line you get into, eventually the, those products seem to work the way towards aesthetics. So right. in, in terms of spinal injury, you would have nerve ablators for the spine for people who, who you know, damaged the spine and they made their way into aesthetics. Yeah. Lasers were used in physiotherapy and et cetera. They moved the way into aesthetics and it, and it always seems to be the case, really. Yeah. It seems to look like uh, even things like anti-wrinkle injections or laser hair removal, laser hair removal technology, um, their applications for cosmetic purposes have always come later on by accident. They've gone, oh, this is designed for this, but actually we can do this with it as well. And then it sort of tends to, you know, develop, sort of falls into this its own little niche category for cosmetic application. Always the case. Yes, yeah. it seems to be always the case. Yeah. Now, you were reflecting on the Australian industry. What, what's your view on the, the cosmetic scene here? Is it, um, you know, is it up to date? Is it a little bit behind? Or how would you describe it? It's very, very up to date. They seem to always get product later than everybody else. That, that always seems to be the case. I mean, you, you, these things tend to take off in the US first move to Europe, and then you get Korea and Japan into Asia, and then they make the way here afterwards. And it's, it's obviously companies going to where they're going to make the most money first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. Some products that I've seen mainly, I guess, in the injectable world, um, they're launched here first or, or early because we've got a sort of a, you know, a, a more European population, but smaller. So it's a great sort of test bed for, you know, bigger markets like the US. So sometimes it's the other way around. That, that could be for development purposes, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. a little isolated continent if it all goes wrong. Uh, Guinea pigs, doesn't matter. <laughs> too much litigation in the US. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so how did you enjoy the Cosmeticon conference? Because Jake and I were there over that period and we thought it was, it was a lot more... Um, it was a lot bigger than what we had anticipated. There was a lot of great technology there, a lot of interesting speakers. Did you enjoy it? So it was my first year there. The yeah. year there um, I thought the Friday was quite quiet, to be honest. And the Saturday was much, much better. Yeah, yeah we were there on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I thought the Saturday better. was far superior to the Friday. It was a good conference. I'd call that a boutique conference. Yeah, it yeah, is. And, and everybody was very friendly and close. So everybody interacted well. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Excellent. Perfect. Right. So tell us about Costec, the, the company that you represent. So Costec is a company based on in, in Sydney or Eardon Street. It um, sells cosmetic devices to the beauty industry and to uh, medical medical companies as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff, other than Neogen, is more beauty-orientated. Mm -hmm. um, but they do have uh, injectables, uh, injecting injection systems and the nitrogen plasma that I get involved in. Right, yeah. okay. And how long have they been going for? And, and what's your role within the company? Well, I'm sales. I think the company is is under a new name but under this name it's about for about two years okay fine and what's your relationship with the the maker of the product you're just a distributor or do you have a do you make anything here in australia no nothing's made in australia costec are a distributor an exclusive distributor of energy's product in right. australia Okay. Now, just for our listeners who are wondering, great, this is exciting, want to talk about plasma, but just sort of to, I guess, rewind a few steps for people that have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. Um, 
can you explain what plasma is? Because I think people understand maybe what laser is. How is plasma different? Like what exactly is the technology? So, I mean, there's different forms of plasma. So we'll, we'll just stay with what I call the gas-derived plasmas. So you start off with a, a pure gas or as pure a gas as you can. You ionize that gas. So you uh, speed up its electrons in its outer orbit until you lose one. From with the, the current orbit. or with electrical current? How are you doing that? It's done in various ways. So the usual way is through a magnetron, like a microwave oven, right? UHF, and you will speed up the molecules, as I said, lose one in its outer orbit, the gas will change to a plasma. Okay. Now, plasma is about 90% of the universe. Okay. It's a very natural occurring thing. So we stick with nitrogen at the moment because that's what we're talking about with neogen. Nitrogen is 78% of the atmosphere, as we already know. On the back of the Neogen machine is a pressurized gas of pressurized bottle of nitrogen, 99.99% mm -hmm. pure. That's fed through the system of the machine into the handpiece where it's ionized yes. and then emitted in pulses from the handpiece. It looks like lightning, like little sparks. It's not like lightning in this case. You do get a plume, so you do get a color from nitrogen plasma. Yeah. But it, there's not, it's not a, a spark of lightning. That's. That's a different kind of plasma. That's corona discharge or electrostatic discharge. Okay. I think my, we'll probably be dropping the corona quite yeah, quickly. Right I think now. I just had an aneurysm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, I, can I just rewind back to what is plasma? Am I right in saying uh, in terms of states of matter, you've got solid, liquid, gas. Yes. And then plasma is this fourth, fourth state. Fourth state of matter. So it's just, uh, uh, well, it's, it's neither of those. It's something different. Plasma is an ionized gas. That's, okay. that's the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, if you, I mean, you was talking about a spark. So a spark, as in electrostatic discharge. Yeah. To stop the aneurysm there, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> electrostatic <laughs> discharge. So if you think of water. So water is a liquid, freezes, becomes a solid. Yes. Yeah. It can vaporize. You boil it and make it a, a water vapor, which is a gas. And in the clouds, you've got the water molecules rubbing together which creates an electrostatic discharge, which is a lightning. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. And the, the other interesting thing with using nitrogen, I mean, you've got an ecological cycle. So it's nitrogen gas. Obviously, if you chill it and chill it and chill it, it becomes a liquid. Mm -hmm. I don't know what temperature it would be before that became a solid, if that's even possible. Yeah. But it's a continuous cycle. So it can be a gas, it can be a liquid, it can be a plasma. And it's a continuous cycle. And the nice thing is it's it's ecological, it's green. We're not adding carbon to the atmosphere. We're not doing anything. We're not adding light to the atmosphere. Yeah. We, add, we do add some heat from creating the plasma, but that's in small doses. Okay. And you mentioned there's several types of plasma. So you're saying there are other gases that can make different ones? So nitrogen plasma is, is proof. Well, they started off as a resurfacing tool which was a, an alternative to CO2, which at the time was used fully ablatively. Yeah. And all the problems that created and the long downtime and risk of infection, etc. So that was its original intentions. And then they found out with lower energies, they could use it for rejuvenation and other things. Things quickly develop and they realised because it's not a light source, they can treat the whole of the eyelid because you're not firing light at the eye like you do with a laser or an IPL thing. It's not RF, so you're not destroying the eye through RF or focused ultrasound. 
So it became a very good blepharoplasty tool, in non-surgical blepharoplasty tool. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And as all these things, it's to do with heat. So the plasma emitted from Neogen at its lowest energy level is 65 degrees centigrade, mm -hmm. and its highest energy level is 168 degrees centigrade. Now, sounds very hot, but as it's fired at the skin, because it's pressurized nitrogen, it removes the oxygen from the treatment area. Mm -hmm. So although we st still denature from the heat, we don't char because we, we've no oxygen to create that chemical effect of burning. Right, okay. Yeah? Now, to go back to the temperatures, bacteria are denatured or stimulated at certain temperature. Fungus is denatured at certain temperatures. So then it became very good for a, as a dermatology tool. Right. Yeah? And we had a clinical study done, and it, it's proven very, very effective at, at managing acne drug-free. So, you know, in the days now where bacteria are becoming um, antibiotic-resistant, things are starting to get quite exciting with using plasma instead as well. Yeah, interesting. For these type of things. Right. And what are all the different applications that you're aware of that plasma technology can be used for? Because it seems to be quite broad. So plasma, I mean, you, you can design a plasma knife to cut instead of a, a scalpel. How yeah. does that work? What do you mean by a knife? You can use a plasma knife. So if you, if you think of an in industry now, they will use plasma cutters derived from oxygen right. to cut metal. Okay, sure. So a bit like you, the, the yeah. welders, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Like you a lifesaver from Star Wars. Yeah, like a lifesaver <laughs> from Star Wars. Not, not to that degree. <laughs> But I mean, you would just have a very fine, continuous flow of plasma, and, yes. you can, and you can cut with it. And it's very precise. Very precise. And if you use the right gas, then you don't cauterize. So the scar, well, I'm told the scar tissue, you know, the scarring wouldn't be as bad afterwards. Yeah, interesting. Be, so it would be more like a, a scalpel. Right. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm not medical, so if that's not correct, somebody can pull me up on that one. Right. No, no, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in terms of like applications of use, in terms of, I guess, cosmetic, what are people using it for? Just the nitrogen plasma or other plasmas? We, let's uh, stick to the nitrogen Let's stick to the nitrogen now. for now. So the, the, the biggest use is changes from country to country. Right. So everybody's doing the, the non-surgical bleph. Australia, it's excellent at tinted keratosis. Mm -hmm. It's because, you know, to use my terminology, it's a bacon flake process. We bake the skin and it flakes off and we get rid of the actinic keratosis. And Bacon it's proven, very very, it's proven like very, very good at that. And it, and it is TGA cleared for actinic keratosis. The next biggest use tends to be active acne. And we have clinics throughout Asia who do nothing but acne, active acne day long. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm just getting my head around this. So what does the handpiece look like uh, when you're doing this? Um, the handpiece actually looks like the pen device, but obviously it's connected by cable to the system. Yeah. Because within the cable, you've got a UHF supply and you've got gas. a gas supply, which are combined in the a coil in the handpiece and then emitted. Yeah. And you've got to make them in the handpiece because within 10 centimetres, the plasma will have slowed down, the molecules will have slowed down and it will have reverted back to a gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're basically creating plasma at the end of the handpiece and it's non-invasive, so nothing's going in the skin. 
there or is, is there's it? Some, um, I mean, it does it gets absorbed into the skin. I'm sure, something's yeah. got to go in the skin, but there's no metal or needles going in. There's no, yeah, there's no invasive thing going into the skin. No needles, no metal, nothing like that. And so how far away is the handpiece from the skin? Let's say you're doing uh, acne. 25 millimetres, and it's okay. spaced at 25 millimetres at an, an energy of 0.8 joules for acne. Right. And that's proved the perfect temperature for the correct stimulation and denaturing of the three main protagonists of bacteria. Right, right. Um, so in terms of like rejuvenation or anti-aging, so obviously acne works very well, um, removing lesions from the skin perhaps. What about in terms of like anti-aging, collagen production, fine lines and wrinkles? Does it have applications for that as well? Of course. So the, the, the Neogen <coughs> gives you many different uh, options when treat, rejuvenating or revitalizing or whatever word you want to use. So you can use low energy, multiple treatment applications with zero downtime or very close to zero downtime. These tend to be better for younger people who are just looking to rejuvenate or as a maintenance program at a later stage. We also tend to use the low energy levels for older ladies or gentlemen where the skin's gone much thinner mm. and we're trying to put some thickness back into the skin. Now we have a clinical study that has proven the stimulation of vascular growth hormone, fibroblast growth hormone, and epidermal growth hormone. And we can see that up to nine months after treatment. So as a, a skin thickening product, it's very good, which makes it a little bit different to light sources, which are obviously all dermal thinning. Yeah. So right. is that collagen stimulation in a nutshell? Yes, that's collagen stimulation, neocollagenesis, yeah. yeah. So, so it's sort of analogous to people who have used other devices like RF, where you're using a heat uh, supply, which is in this case plasma, not, you know, RF. And it's sort of doing a similar thing, but in a, in a different way. It's doing a similar different. I mean, RF is very good at deeper tissue. Yeah. Yeah, as is Haifu. And Haifu is very good at targeting specific levels in deeper tissue. And Haifu is ultrasound for people who don't know. Is that yeah, correct? High intensity focused ultrasound. Yeah. Um, with those products, you've got to be careful because you can denature deeper into the skin. Mm. And denaturing deeper into the skin, you can remove volume from the skin and, and start to change shapes, which a lot of people, a lot of people don't like. Yes. You'll see that in later life. Lasers, because the dermal thinning, if continually used, will create a problem. If and most doctors would never do it, but could potentially create a problem later in life. Yeah. Whereas plasma has the totally opposite effect to that. Right. In terms of a gas derived plasma. Okay. And is the, I don't know how to put this, is there a dose or a, an energy setting or, or, or? So when you select an energy, so you, you depend upon skin type and, and dependent upon what you're doing, you would select an energy level and a frequency. Yeah. The system will then create a pulse duration. Okay. Yeah. Within the system is, uh, a mechanism that adds a specific amount of gas to the handpiece, mm -hmm. or a dose of gas, dosage of gas, that is then ionised through the specific pulse duration and emitted from the handpiece. So it's sort of controlled depending on the skin indication. Skin indication, skin cut, skin type, skin colour, skin condition. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's got to be very accurate because that's that's where Neogen works. If that isn't accurate 
that's when you start to have problems with over-treating or under-treating, etc. etc. So similar sort of considerations um, as as per sort of laser, you know, settings like joules, like uh, pulse duration, all those sorts of things. So it sounds like similar sort of safety protocols and and setting selection, similar principles. Okay, exactly. And what would say, what does the treatment look like? I mean, I know you're not, you're not medical, you're more from the engineering technology yeah. side of things. So we'll cut you a bit of slack if it's not yeah. 100% accurate. Yeah. But just in terms of just give listeners an idea about what a, a treatment or procedure would look like for them. The most important thing when doing a nitrogen plasma treatment, the, although it's non-chromophore dependent, it's mm. not seeking out a chromophore within the skin. Proper moisturization and hydration of the patient is imperative to get a good treatment. So do they need pre-care or just mean on the day? So if you've done your consultation, which is the best way, you you do a week before, do a consultation, maybe do a spot test just to check the patient if if that's the way you want to do things. Mm -hmm. You would send them away, ask them to make sure they drink plenty of water, keep away from things that would dehydrate, maybe use a good moisturizer day and night. On the day of treatment, we always suggest a good water-based cellulose mask 20 minutes before treatment. If the energy levels are above one joule, you will need some form of anaesthetic. Most people stick with a topical between one and two joules. Okay. We'll maybe go to a nerve block above three joules. Right, okay. So you would, you would fully moisturise the skin. Now... If anything you've applied, which the topical anaesthetic can be, leaves a greasy residue, you need to remove that before treatment. Heat and grease, you know, we don't want to fry anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, so we need, we need to clean this off before. We need to make sure the skin is grease-free. It doesn't matter if it's wet, as long as it's grease-free. Right. Yeah. Then we would, do, said we were doing a full face, we would work out the energy levels, and that may not be the same over the whole face. Where the skin is thinner, such as the temple or the eyelid, or where the bone is close to the skin surface, we may reduce the energy level a little. Yeah. And then using higher energy levels on the cheek and, and, and areas like that. Yeah. Okay. And then we get a good overall treatment. The best way is to work from the top down. Now, if you're doing a, a low energy treatment or even certain high energy ones, you can pull the mask, take the mask, peel it from the area you're retreating do the plasma treatment so in terms of below one dual low energy you've got a 12 millimeter spot size mm-hmm. okay so okay. you know diameter of the end of your thumb sort of thing for each shot cover the and totally cover the architecture don't miss anything totally cover the architecture with the 12 millimeter spot size put the mask back so does the skin go slightly red so you can see where you've gone from about 0.7 of a joule onwards, you will see it. If the, the lower energies than that, you would never use on Caucasian, except for a, a different application, which we'll discuss later. Right. Once you get above one joule, you will definitely see it. Okay, okay fine. Yeah. So it's easy to sort of... It's the easy to see. To... But look, it's 0.7, 0.8. You'll see the skin shine more. So where you've shot it, you'll see it shine, mm-hmm. rather than you'll see any sort of pinkiness or redness. Right. Okay. And with, uh, you know, things like laser, sometimes, you know, if a, a little hair gets burnt, you can sort of smell it. Does any of anything like of that? Of course. Right, of, it's of the course. same thing. Yeah, I mean, her, her vaporizes at certain temperatures and from about 0.7 joules on Neogen, it vaporizes the hair. Okay. okay. So you've got to watch the eyelids and the eyelashes. And, you know, people need to 
especially men need to remove the hair and you will smell the vellus hair if you've missed it. Yeah, yeah. Which is, <laughs> okay. It's good of getting rid of the bum fluff on a woman. <laughs> I mean, it's not a hair removal tool, <laughs> so it does grow back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, patients have had the treatment, you select the right setting, you, yep. you do your, your, yep. your targeted area. So what... Can we talk about like what they look like after the treatment, sort of recovery, going back to work, makeup, all those sorts of things? Okay, so it, it depends on what treatment's been selected on sure. there. So they've selected a low energy treatment below one joule. They may feel after, they'll feel tight, mm -hmm. but they may feel after like a mild sunburn. Yeah. Yeah. With those low energy treatments, we suggest no makeup for the next 24 hours. Sensible, and then yeah. after that, they can start wearing makeup again. Mm -hmm. with high energy it's a little bit different so with high energy i normally talk one joule and above because one joule on somebody of skin type five is quite high where you know you would get the same effect as somebody with three joules of skin type two yeah so you will see erythema immediately very red um there will be some inflammation we are trying to create an inflammatory reaction if we're doing resurfacing yeah this redness will change to sort of, uh, you'll see it more in obviously skin types too. You'll go like a brownie, bronzy colour, day three, day four. Yeah. And then from about day four onwards, the denatured skin, which has stayed in place as a natural dressing, will start to flake off yeah. as the new skin comes from underneath. Um, the new skin will be a bit pink for a couple of days. But in most cases day seven to day 10 it's all, all more, you know finished so it's a bit like a fractionated laser that sort of a week to 10 days of downtime a bit of scabbing redness and then the new skin is well we're no scabbing because we've not ablated okay sorry we're just denatured yes it's it looks quite similar i agree yeah um and the idea of the skin staying in place is this natural dressing to remove yeah. you know remove the risk of infection etc and scarring and all those sorts uh, of things. scarring also <clears throat> question for you if, if the if the plasma isn't selecting a chromophore to be attracted to, then what is the why would a skin type five react differently to say a skin type two? Is it just the heat stimulating sort of the melanocytes or like what why? Yeah, it's just that darker colours tend to absorb more right. heat than lighter colours. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we do have people who will treat dark skinned people with high energy. Mm. And and I and I've done ladies in Pakistan and and, and so on and so forth. But if you do that, that it tends to prolong the downtime because you seem to get a deeper, a deeper treatment. Right? Yeah. So it, bringing the energy level just keeps it more comfortable and more safe. Yeah. Um, something we always try to cover when we're talking yeah. about technologies and treatments is just um, complications and, and things that could potentially go wrong. So people have the, I guess, the full breadth of uh, the treatment itself. Could you just run through that with us? Yeah. So you, most of the complication you, you know, you would see as you were doing the treatment. So right. With all eat things, you can with all energy-based devices. If you don't use them correctly, don't use the correct energy level. Of course, you can create pigmentation. Neogen has a very low occurrence rate of that, and we have a study which showed a zero point two three percent. Right. Yeah. So it's very low, but and and I see it more in China. So when you're teaching Chinese people. And if your energy level's just a little bit high, you'll see the skin browning mm -hmm. immediately as you're doing it and you know to turn the en energy levels down and then and to stop that. I'm guessing in China particularly, they won't tolerate that because they like the fair, clear look to the skin. 
it's quite strange, actually. I, I did think that, but when I went to China, they all want to feel the treatment. <laughs> right, they, right. They, want, they want to know the, what they've spent the money on. So they're yeah. more willing to have downtime than us. They, they're quite willing to have downtime. But then when you go to the Chinese population in Singapore, yes, they don't want that. Yeah, right, right. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cultural dependent. Yeah, yeah very cultural, yeah. Now, in, with um, when you start to use more energy, as I said, when you when you've shot the plasma you will see it immediately go white and, and crystallate like a crystal type effect on the skin. Hmm. If that stays flat, your energy level's correct. If it starts to rise to a little peak, too much energy and to turn it down. Okay. So it, it just shows you the visual effects of that. Now, if you've left some grease in the skin, which I mentioned earlier, hmm. you're going to create, you're going to start frying and, and you're going to see redness afterwards. We don't really have much complication over that. We, you know, if, if people have lied to you had the IPL treatment last week, then you could have that problem. Yeah. But we don't really see many complications. That's good. Yeah. No complications is good. Well, I said <laughs> we don't see many. Everybody, yes. There's always going to be the course, one. There's always, always going to be the outliers. one. Yeah. So it sounds like it's a, a great treatment, um, not only as a standalone application, but also as an adjunct to say someone like Jake, who's, and we've mentioned this before, you know, a lot of the time patients will come in, they want to revolumize their face, but they just don't have the structural integrity in their skin to, to sort of hold that, say if Jake's putting a dermal filler in. So having treatments like this where you can, you know, thicken the canvas or give yeah. someone that quality back to the skin is going to make his life a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, you know, you've got to be some precaution there. Yeah. So... You couldn't do Neogen immediately after a filler. No, no You chance. would denature the filler. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you could do it before or you could do it some weeks afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Maybe two or three weeks least, afterwards. Yeah. Just yeah. to clarify, I, I, what I meant was in yeah. terms of, say someone comes to someone like Jake for a consult and he says, yeah. look, you know, we probably need to work on your skin quality first. Go and do a course of these kind of treatments come back to me in, you know, three, six months time yes, or whatever. And then idea. we can go, great. You know, your skin's in a much better place now to then be able to take the treatment that I want to do for you. Yes, because it, it is proven to improve skin health as well, which will, will help with what you're saying there. Yeah. And it's used in conjunction with many other things. So you, you will have a surgeon who will do a facelift or a threading and then immediately after, well, under the same anesthetic, do a resurface yes. or a rejuvenation yeah. immediately in the same thing. And it can be combined with, we mentioned Haifu before. Mm -hmm. So that will do the deep tissue and, and tighten the muscle under the skin. And then you improve the skin with the Neogen. Yeah. The tone and textural improvements from Neogen are the, 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 much better than many other things, definitely. Right. So I've got a question. If you did half the face, do you see an immediate uh, tightening or lifting? You, you mentioned people felt a bit tight, or is that not really... What? So, people feel the tightness, and sometimes you can see a slight difference immediately after. Yeah. And that's from low energy. Yeah. High energy, they get the inflammation. So, the inflammation kids you that mm -hmm. the skin has tightened. Yes. Because yeah? they're, wow, look at this already. And, and, you know, to be honest, it's the inflammation. Yeah. You start seeing the results about three weeks after the treatment. Okay. Yeah, and, and you get a good improvement from that period. And we've already mentioned nine months, up to about nine months afterwards. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, there's lots of skin types, lots of indications, but roughly how many treatments are people, on average, doing to, to get the full effect? So it depends. You, if you had a high-energy treatment, it would be one. All right, just the one. Yeah, so you can do a one massive dramatic effect for 
you know, um, appearance-wise, anti-aging. Yeah. Low energy can be three to six treatments, depending on you know what outcome you want to look for. And and then you get into the acne where you you, know, you get it to a managed state within three or four treatments, and then start spacing the treatments out. Mm. Um, and it varies from what you want to do, really, and yeah. what people want the end point to be. Mm. Okay, perfect. So. Um, one of the pieces of technology that we mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast when we were off air was, is the plasma pen. Yeah. Um, and I know Jake's played around with it a little bit and had some interesting sort of feedback on it. Yeah, um, I mean, you're going to tell us all about it, Steve, but um, our listeners will mainly have heard the word plasma with these pen devices yeah. specifically for non-surgical blepharoplasty. It's just the thing that seems to be really popular and, you know, people don't want to commit to surgery, so they want a non-surgical option. Yeah. So I've used two devices. I can't even remember the brand names, to be completely honest, and it's a very similar technique. You've got a, a little um, handheld, almost looks like a big fat pen with a metal uh, needle out of Needle, it, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you actually have to contact the skin, create a tiny little burn effectively, and you do lots of little dots all over the eyelid or, or the skin that you're trying to contract. And over a period of about a week or two, that skin will heal. And the idea is it tightens and lifts, i.e. the eyelid. Yeah. So what's your view on, firstly, the actual technology? Is it the same thing or is it different? It is different. So you've, you, you, you're creating an arc between the device and the patient, and the patient is the earth. So yeah. current, basically. Yeah, it's current. Now, used in the right applications, they, they, they can be very good. I mean, they were designed as a, as a surgical tool, a surgical device, yeah. and they're great for small skin tags and things like that. I think they're great for that. Burning a line, and I'm going to use the word burning because that's what it does, burning a line down a wrinkle yeah. or burning a line in the eyelid yeah, you're going to get some. You're going to get some tightening, but you burn, you burned a line about a millimeter wide. Yes. So, well, the maximum amount of tightening you're going to get is probably a millimeter or, or less. Yeah. Within skin types one and two, you get away with it. Get that to skin types three and four, and you're finding people are getting pigmentation, hypopigmentation, yeah. and getting a white line. Oh, hypo, okay, hypo, right. Hypo, and, right. and they got it for life. Yeah, right. Sometimes they do get rid of it, but they've got it for life. It looks like they've got a scar then. <laughs> looks like they've got a scar. Now, some ladies don't mind that. They cover it with makeup. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're good, for, they're good at certain things. I'm not going to say they're good at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I personally wouldn't do an eyelid with it on a skin type three or four. Yes. And I know people who do. And I know people who will do lines down each crow's foot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And they get reasonable results. Yeah, I mean, that was... I was sat on the fence partly because I didn't get the opportunity to follow up the two people yeah. that I did. So I was neither here nor there whether it actually worked. But um, my concern was that I know for a fact that these <coughs> devices are in non-medical hands. Yeah. Uh, not sort of choosing a particular group of beauticians or therapists and you know these people are probably not um fully trained in their anatomy uh maybe the sort of sterility that's yeah. needed and also the complications that can happen yeah so that was my main concern it wasn't that the technology does or doesn't work per se well it's virtually a scalpel isn't it it's a scalpel in an energy form yeah so I mean, yeah you're cutting people yeah yeah i think the other thing is you'd is it, you know, we all want to do this. We're removing a wrinkle. 
But surely the outcome is you want to improve appearance in terms of health of the skin and overall look, not just a little line that you can't see. Yeah. So you need something that does all the eyelid, don't you? And all the area, not, not just burns a little line. Yeah, you're going to get the better result from the total architecture treatment rather than a line treatment. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the using the nitrogen uh, device, uh, the plasma device yeah. that you're you're selling, how how do you do the eyelid? You just put the the handpiece over the eyelid, wave yeah, it over. Yeah. I mean, I will just I use a tongue depressor. Everybody uses different methods when I'm demoing the machine. I will just cover the eye eyebrow mm -hmm. and roll the tongue depressor around as I treat the eyelid. And I usually do three rows on the upper eyelid. Yeah. And two or three rows below it. Mm -hmm. and then I will circle around at the side of the eye and circle around the outside and the inside of the eye, just one or two lines. So it's quite quick then? I can do a pair of eyes in about five minutes. Okay, yeah, that's very quick. Now, a yeah. um, bit of a silly question, but is there any chance of that light penetrating through that thin skin into the eye, or do you need to wear eye shields or anything like that? You don't or? need any ocular guard whatsoever. Okay. You need to select the energy level for the thickness of eyelid. I mean, yeah. you'll you'll pinch people's eyelids to test the laxity, etc. So you soon get an idea of the thickness of the eyelid, mm. yeah? And you'll select the correct energy level for that. So within a Caucasian, I would use a maximum of about 1.8 joules. Mm -hmm. And then if the lady was much older and much thinner, I would, I would bring it down. Or men. Or men. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's quite a lot of men doing it nowadays. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we tend to find with men, they like low energy treatments where people don't know they've had anything done and you get subtle improvements over a period where ladies, yeah, where ladies tend to not bother about that and sometimes will take the high energy downtime. Yeah. It's also a, a pain thing for men. I, I, I truly believe um, that men are a little bit more sensitive to certain pains and, you know, anecdotally, they just don't like needles or heat or uh, waxing or lasering. They're, they're just much more unaccustomed to that sort of treatment, mm. whereas women just do this. It's just yeah, normal the for old their... beauty is pain adage. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with what you're saying, yeah. 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 Um, in terms of, um, I guess, prices, have you got any indication? Is it sort of very, I guess, clinic or operator dependent? Or is there some sort of, I guess, rough guideline that people could get an understanding of what these treatments are likely to cost? It's quite early days in yeah. Australia. Sure. Um, Singapore, I don't know whether Singapore is a similar to economic climate. And, and I can mention lots of prices in the US, but prices yeah. in the US are astronomical. Yeah. yeah? Um, high energy treatment full face eye energy treatment which you know would be akin to like a mini lift or something mm. like that i would imagine you're looking around the two thousand dollars mark yep i think that would be you know an, an advisable amount to charge yeah doing a a blef high energy which you're going to get the best results from we average about four or five millimeters of lift per treatment yeah I would imagine a good idea for that would be around the six to nine hundred dollar price range. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And how long after do you get the effect? You said about three, four weeks. You'll see, with the eyes, you will see, especially with the eyelid, you'll see the lift quite quickly. Yeah, you know, within one week or two weeks. Right. The improvement in the skin around there and etc about three weeks and it will continue to improve okay one of my uh, concerns with the plasma pen for the upper eyelid was the symmetry 
uh, because you know you're doing these random pattern of dots yeah. uh, and hoping that you get them roughly symmetrical otherwise you could have a problem because yeah. there's a permanent scar yeah. is there any sort of protocol that you use to try and get that symmetry for the, the plasma? So I, I, it's a good question Yuli I, mean, I did a lot in Asia before I came to Australia and, and in Singapore and a lot of the Asian countries they like the old double eyelid yes. the perfect double eyelid so ladies would go to have plasma treatment because one of the eyelids you know was at a certain area and one was in another area yes. and they wanted some tightness adding to the one that was further extended yeah. so that they got the perfect shape and it was learnt quite quickly what energy you needed to, to get this symmetry. Okay. So if you're treating somebody who's got, you know, one eyelid further down than the other one, obviously you would apply more energy to, to the that than one. the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and yes, I suppose you could say it's a bit of guesswork, but you would soon, as a doctor, realize what the you know the energy requirement was mm, perfect okay and what about the body i mean we've spoken about the face particularly eyelids and things like that could you use it all over the body well it's a strange one so in kuwait and and the, it was sold in kuwait and the main use in kuwait is knees oh right knees okay. knees because the ladies pray five times a day and the ah. skin goes hard and crusty mm. on the knees okay so they all have the knees treated right Basically, it's a skin product, so you can use it anywhere with the skin. Okay. So yeah, I can so imagine it'd be great for, say, um, post-pregnancy, people that have had maybe lost some weight, is it, is it, or is that sort of stretching the limitations of what their technology can do and they it, need excision? It can do that, right. and, and it, you know, I've got to be careful here. Mm. So we have doctors who will do um, a tummy tuck. Yes. And then they will use plasma on the underside of the tummy tuck. Now, none of these devices were ever really made to go into an operating theatre. Yeah. You know, they're not to that standard. But there's there's lots doing that, and they work very, very well. On the skin, of course it tightens the skin. So post-liposuction, mm. swelling gone down. I'm not to the degree, you know, but where the skin is just slightly bad because you've had some sculpture done, it will tighten that. Yeah. Yeah. We've also got a study which is quite interesting with scar revision. And we've done some really good stuff with scar revision. Okay. So ladies who've had um, breast augmentation, breast reduction, and reducing the appearance of the scars. So hypertrophic scar or just uh, the size of the scar? Both types, really. You know, the, the it's sunken one and the raised one. Yeah. Yep. And we, we've got good images of that. And then we, it was used in conjunction with skin grafts. Mm. And we've got some good results from that for scarring. Okay. Great. Yeah. I don't know why I've just thought about this. What about um, uh, calluses on the bottom of the feet or, or on the heel? Can you remove skin in that way? You can denature things, yeah. I mean, I've done lots of warts. It's all, it's covered for seborrheic kurtosis, which is a growth. Yeah. Yes. It's covered for viral papillomata. Hmm. Okay. And, and it's very good around the eyes with those. Okay. Yeah. So this is really going to sit with a dermatologist rather than just a cosmetic doctor. We do, so we'll get into that now. We do we do different devices for different sort of practices. And, and it's like a car where you've got the you know, the entry-level one and then the higher-level one. Hmm. The higher-level one will obviously do everything all the way down. We have one in the centre which dermatologists love called the Neogen Evo, mm -hmm. and it gives you more control over the pulse duration uh, and the energy level, etc. Yeah. And the frequency, where the, the upper end, end of the machine is more software-derived and you have less control over it. So right. because you can do that for dermatologists, they can give longer pulse duration, 
low energy treatments, mm -hmm. which suits that particular that field. Yeah. Okay. Um, any success or indications for things like cellulite stretch marks? We've done some stretch marks. Okay. Um, the best results have been seen on stretch marks from ladies who've post-pregnancy lost the weight six or nine months afterwards. Yeah. We treated the stretch marks. When you get to some older ones, our stretch marks from weight loss, etc. Yeah. Yes, you do get results, but you'll probably find in conjunction with a, a fractional device, we use the fractional device first on the stretch mark and then use the plasma after to improve the tone and texture and hide it through colouring as well. Mm -hmm. yep. And okay. you get good results like that. Yeah, Perfect. I think the cellulite at this stage though. We've not done anything with cellulite. It's like the, the, the problem that everyone wants a device to cure this <laughs> it seems there are devices that cure it I'm oh sure. really yeah i mean you, shockwave you've heard of shockwave which was used for physiotherapy i haven't heard of that no. no so shockwave was designed for decalcifying tendons and stuff in joints mm -hmm. yeah and it's a physiotherapy tool it's great for cellulite you just look up shockwave when are we buying one oh, tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> no it's really good for shock for cellulite okay Great. Well, it can be a little bit painful, but it's it's good. I don't think women will care if, if it works. Yeah. I assure you it works. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and where do you see this technology going? If you sort of had to predict, you know, the next two, three, five years, where do you think plasma technology is well, going? Well, plasma has already been using for many different things. Right. I mean, not, you know, outside aesthetics, you've got plasma autoclaves, you've got plasma cutters, as we've mentioned before. Now, with helium plasma, and, and, you know, it takes some generation to generate quite pure helium plasma, it is it's cryogenic. And cryogenic plasma is very good in, in wound control and infection mm. control and things like that. Argon plasma, if you can get it quite pure, is great for diabetic leg ulcer and things mm. like that. Plasma will go... A long way in the near future. Yeah. Well, what's the what? I'm trying to understand why do the gases give them different properties? Because you get different temperatures. Okay, so temperatures. Yeah, is you the get issue. different temperatures. Okay. Pure helium plasma is minus 160 degrees centigrade. Nobody's ever going to produce it pure. Mm. But if you can get to minus 20 or minus 30, there's discussions that it would be good for gangrene, right? And thing and things like that. You know, and great in amputee clinics, great this, great that. Yeah. Argon is cooler than nitrogen. Yeah. And a good argon device should be around about the 20 degree centigrade mark, which is proving nice for diabetic leg ulcer. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Which is okay. a massive problem. Which is a massive problem, of course it is. Gosh. Yeah. So, um, how much is one of these devices? What are people looking at? One million dollars. No. No, no, no. So from the lower end device around the 70 mark up to the top end device around the 150 mark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The best selling one, the Evo, is, is 126. Yes. Yeah. Um, We're talking Australian dollars. Australian yep. dollars. I always invite people to look at the cost of these things in other countries. Mm. Yes. Yeah, because if you went to the US... You'd Double. find it was more than that and US dollars. Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. And it's, it's amazing how the market varies. Yeah. yeah. And you've got a special offer for Insight Aesthetics listeners, and a lot of them are practitioners. So I guess we have patients that listen to our podcast as well as doctors and nurses. So Yeah, so we've got we've got PSR and we've got Evo machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
if through this uh, podcast today you generate you know generate interest and it leads to an order we will give you 15% discount on the price I mentioned okay. today. Which is massive on those prices that you've just said. Yeah. So thank you. It's very generous. Yeah. Obviously, we'll put a time limit on that of about three <laughs> yeah. months. Yeah, three months. Okay. That's fine. Within that three months, remember that you've got the latest tax. Yep. Uh, break. Yeah, that was released tax today. Break, yeah. Tax break. So it, it could work hand in hand with that. So, you, you know... All of this could be tax deductible. Yeah. So people who, who aren't aware of the law, what's happened? Yeah, well, I just sort of uh, saw it on my, on my way home today about um, basically it's a stimulus package to try and um, keep the economy from, I guess, falling into a recession and keep things moving was a stimulus package for businesses to spend. I think it was up to 150 grand. I have to double check the details. It is 150. 150 yeah. that you can write off per item. Per item immediately. Yeah. So yeah. this is to encourage people to invest in their businesses. Wow. So, yeah. And that's still June, till the end of June. Yeah, so maybe a yeah. good opportunity if you're looking to um, bring a new piece of technology yeah. into your business, this could be like the perfect time to do it. Now, what code do people need to use to access this discount? So if we say Inside Aesthetics Plasma, okay, perfect. then we use that as the code. And Excellent. who do they give that to when they call Costec? So um, if, you, if you contact um, sales at Costec.com, dot com dot au yep. and mention that code and we'll develop it from there and it's c-o-s-t-e-c -E or t-e-c-h c-o-s-t-e-c -E okay perfect. perfect so inside aesthetics plasma that's your special code yeah hit them up at costec and you get a tax deductible yeah and a 15% yeah. discount. And if you don't want the discount because of the tax deductible, <laughs> we understand. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> perfect. Well thanks so much for your time Steve. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I'd like to thank you both for giving me this opportunity. Yeah, no, thank uh, you I hope people have found it interesting. Yep. Yeah. When are you back off to the UK? Uh, I'm going to Indonesia tomorrow. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. Uh, staying away from the UK for... So a bit of a Plasma World Tour. A bit of a Plasma World Tour, yeah. Very, All very right, well, good. Keep safe. Thank you very much. For our latest news, upcoming guests and episode topics, follow us on Instagram at inside underscore aesthetics. During the week before every recording, look out for our Instagram stories as we'll give you the opportunity to submit your questions to our guests and get a shout out. You can also DM us for any other information, suggestions or guest requests.